Killjoys make some noise, and welcome to the Applaudable Podcast. I just woke Jules up from a nap for this, so she is not in a good mood. Well, I'm not really here, actually. You're here physically. Yeah, just not... Mentally. Mm-hmm. I bribed you with food. Yeah, I need it. So, I have a confession to make. Oh, dear. <laughs> So after we recorded our last episode on foals, mm-hmm. something happened to me. Some, Do tell. <laughs> something in my brain has broken. I have listened to nothing but foals for well on eight hours straight every single day for the last six days. <laughs> you know, that's honestly kind of worrying. <laughs> I'm like not okay. Like my brain is like, not okay. Like I don't okay. think that's healthy. <laughs> I don't think it is either, but I just can't stop. I, like, need to put some sort of restraint. I tried. I really, I did try. I was like, I'm not listening to Foles today. And then I would wake up in the morning and I was like, no, this is what I need in my life right now. Mm. So between that, listening to Yanis, and then listening to the guests that we're going to have on the podcast next, which I am not going to share who that is, but I've just been all up in my feelings this week. Yeah. All, I've just been listening to our guest all week because I've been working on a lot of stuff and then it's good music to work to but yeah yeah interesting anyways so I was very tempted to just do another podcast episode on foals because after my very deep dive into that I have new <laughs> perspectives this week but instead we are talking well I should say I am talking to our mutual friend and sibling, Isaiah, <laughs> about Ellie Golding. Jules, do you want to tell our listeners why you will not be included in this episode? Because um, I don't like Ellie Golding. Why? I don't really know. Um, I guess her music hasn't ever really spoken to me. Like, when I was 12, we would be super obsessed with, like, lights I remember that, like, when you were still, like, when you were really into Ellie Goulding, and so we would listen to that song a lot, and so that's, like, the only, those are the only songs that I'm, I'm okay with, you know, like, the, um, her older stuff. I wonder, so this is interesting, since I was kind of the impetus for Isaiah to become an Ellie Goulding super fan. I wonder if me like playing her music all the time and being so obsessed with her was actually like the reason why you don't like her now. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I just, she never really, I feel like her music is too poppy for me. And I also kind of shy away from artists that are too like world famous, you know, and that are extremely, extremely popular because I feel like, I don't know. I don't really know how to describe it. Their music doesn't really do it for me yeah I hear you and I think it's interesting for me now to realize that I love Ellie Goulding not her new stuff which we will talk about at length in this episode but um yeah I mean it's a it's a weird thing for me to like I think it's out of my kind of general like realm of music Mm -hmm. that I like like I don't like female pop artists in general at all but I think that because I found her music when I was in high school and I have like this nostalgic tie to it. And also her music was really different back then. Yeah. And I was way into dubstep at that time. Mm-hmm. And so it was. Yeah. It's definitely more dubstep. Mm-hmm. Her her earlier albums are. So I think that's part of the reason why I was, why I still really like her old music, mm-hmm. not her new music. But yeah, I'm not a fan of her new stuff at all. It, I don't. I'm not a pop person in any way, shape, or form, so. Yeah. Anyways, so in this episode, we're going to cover the first two and a half Ellie Goulding albums, so Lights, Halcyon, and Halcyon Days, Um, and we'll also talk about some of our favorite remixes, our favorite songs that are featured in movies, our favorite collaborations. Um, Isaiah and I get into some fun, heated discussions, which are always, I think, good for the listeners to hear. 
um, some good sibling rivalry going on there. So stay tuned for that. And then, of course, he'll give you a daily shuffle at the end of our episode. As always, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram. We're posting our daily shuffle on Instagram every single day in our stories. So, you know, if you want good song recommendations from Jules and I, stay tuned for that. Um, And please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if you like what you're hearing. If you don't like what you're hearing, please don't leave a review. You can just send us an email instead. (laughs) Um, And, of course, we'd love to hear your feedback. Um, And if you've got a favorite Ellie Goulding song, if you have strong opinions about her latest album, let us know. um, And we'd love to hear you. And without further ado, here is our guest for today. down here today and I say down here because I'm in the basement we're trying to find a quiet place to record this and I'm sitting here with my resident Ellie Golding expert my favorite Ellie Golding expert also happens to be my favorite and only brother Isaiah Dahl Isaiah how are you doing I'm doing great thanks for having me on the show this is exciting I think it's interesting that we're sitting here talking about Ellie Golding because I, I don't know, when we were living here together in the same house back in our younger years, um, I was the Ellie Goulding fan and you were not. So why don't you tell me, I'm interested to hear, how did you find Ellie Goulding and how did you become the super fan that you are today? Well, growing up, there was always um, a good selection of Ellie Goulding on our Apple Music. Um, and I never was Thanks a huge... Thanks to me, by the way. Yes, for sure. Um, Hannah was the resident expert on that at that point and I think she still is I believe we're called gold diggers actually oh that's right that's (laughs) right sorry we forgot our titles gold diggers (laughs) but anyway after that I I don't know um I didn't really like Ellie Golding that much growing up and I remember a few remixes that Hannah would play very often in our bathroom which Um, remixes (laughs) um now you're gonna call me on the spot and I'm not gonna be able to remember I'm interested to Um, know I remember hearing Starry Eyed. I think it was a remix of Starry Eyed. Um, Probably. It was on YouTube. Um, and then I think, I think Guns and Horses. Oh, yeah. But I'm not sure. Guns and Horses. Probably not a remix, though. Probably just the original. Yeah, probably. Um, and then I kind of moved out and did my own thing. And I remember I was, I don't know, I was just trying to explore different music. And I was like, man, I really like Ellie Goulding. And so it kind of stuck after that. Um, I don't know what it was. All of a sudden it was just like her music was really, really cool um, where it hadn't been before. So Ellie, if you're hearing this, um, that's the magic of your music. Like, I don't know. (laughs) Heaven help us if Ellie is listening to this. Um, So you were sharing with me just a few minutes ago. Um, So we're recording this. It is the first week of December. So Spotify just released their Spotify um, wrapped, which basically tells you like who your top listening, top artist was, who you mm-hmm. listened to the most. Yep. So we were comparing notes just before <laughs> we started. Um, do you want to share? I think it's pertinent to this podcast. Yes, for sure. Uh, so when I got my Spotify wrapped this year, it notified me that I was in the top 0.005% of Ellie Golding's fans. Um, so that that was pretty exciting for me. Also, it was a little depressing, <laughs> the fact that I did that. And so then I decided that I would go into my artists that I follow on Spotify, which you can do, and then it will show you how many songs from the artist you've um, liked or saved. And there's 74 in my liked songs. So yeah, that's... I think it's pretty safe to say I'm obsessed. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's pretty interesting because, I mean, considering that Ellie Goulding, I mean, she's got like, what, 24 million monthly listeners or some insane number so the fact that you're in the 0.005 percentage is very mm-hmm. cool we moved two decimal places from last year oh you were there last year yeah i was in the 0.1 percent and we've gone 0.1 mm-hmm. that's like okay so, so now you, i'm in the point you're less okay so she has more listeners now mm-hmm. or you've listened less have you if do you the, think if the decimal place is smaller we're going to have what a little that math that, like, lesson the, here. Wouldn't that mean that like she's had more listeners, but I've listened more. And so I've now no. moved closer to like the top spot of her fans. I would say if you were like point, if you were 0.1%, that's like very high. 
But if you're 0.005%, okay, then that's very low. Okay, but if zero low. is the top, 0.005 is much closer to the top than 1% is. I just need to clarify here that neither of us are mathematicians. Yes, not at all. Oh, yeah, in fact. But I think <laughs> I'm going to stick with my side of this and say that I've become a bigger listener of Ellie Golding this year. Okay. So. All right. Well. I think I have. I don't know. Will. Spotify, if you've ratted me out, so be it, but. Yeah, I mean, I think I my top list or my top artist this year. I was in the point zero one percent of Frankie Stu and Harvey Gunn um, listeners, which is very interesting to me. Um, so yeah, we have both had uh, Brits as our our top listeners, which is go go Britain, God save the Queen. <laughs> I was trying to convince Isaiah to let me record this entire episode in my British accent, but he won't go for it. it. Well, I might still slip into it. She might still do it. We don't know. We'll see. We'll figure it out as we go. So we've decided to only focus on Ellie's uh, first two, well, two and a half, I'm going to say two and a half albums in this um, episode, purely because I am a very uh, stubborn and biased person and I don't particularly like her newer music. That's okay. That's why I'm here. We're going to get a coverage on that in a little bit. But that's yes. Fine. That's why I've decided as a, as a good journalist, I have brought in an outside opinion. Isaiah has um, frankly more positive views on <laughs> on her, her latest music. And so he'll be able to speak to that. Um, but I found Ellie back in high school um, when her first album came out, Lights, which came out in 2010. So it's quite it was a decade ago, which is crazy yeah. to think. Um, and that was really it was the soundtrack to my high school experience. I would say I really listened to a lot of her music, and particularly those first two albums, so Lights and then Halcyon and then Halcyon Days, which came out in um, 2013. So we're going to focus on those, but towards the end here, we will touch on some of her later stuff just to appease any of you who particularly like that and for Isaiah so he can have a chance to talk about it. And if there are any listeners on this podcast that like listening to this podcast and also like Ellie Golding, you're rare, but that's good. I think... I, th- I don't think that's true. I mean, she's fairly mainstream. Your podcasts focus on music that you're not going to hear on the radio. Oh, so. well, I guess that's true. But that's why we're focusing on her first two albums, because not everyone knows what they are. (laughs) That's not true. I mean, I think people know what they are, but they've been sorely forgotten. So we're going to try and revive them a little bit here, which interesting little factoid for you. um, All of Ellie's albums have peaked in the U.S. a year after she released them. Mm -hmm. So she has, you know, some success in the U.K., but then she'll have huge success. You know, her songs will get to number one in the United States a year after they come out, which is really strange and really rare. And I'm not I'm not sure why. I'm, do you have any thoughts on that, why that might be? I really don't know why it takes so long for people in the U.S. to get a hold of the songs. I do know that it's difficult on Ellie um, as far as like her creative process and how she's planning out um, her tour schedules and stuff because she'd talked about that on a podcast that Hannah and I had listened to before um, where she'll make an album or she'll release a few singles and then a year later she'll have to go and tour those or tour that album and so then that'll take up a lot of her time and it'll kind of mess up her schedule. She's already moved on by that point Mm -hmm. you know she's already making new music and then it's like oh wait the song that you released you know two years ago is now really popular. And no one wants to hear the new stuff they all want to hear the stuff she released. Yeah that I mean that like happened I know for sure with lights. So I remember when that became so popular here, mm-hmm. um, which was 2011, 2012, but lights was released in the UK and in the U S I guess in, in 2010, but it took a full year for it to become famous here. And then when it did, it was number one hmm. and she's been pretty consistently, you know, up in that. Maybe top. it's her uh, record company and their promotion style. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know what label she's signed to. Do you, isn't she with Polydor? I think Possibly. We're going to fact check. So you're right. And she is signed with Polydor. I don't know anything about that label. So I don't I think know. they're UK based. But... It's highly likely. Yeah, probably. Anyway. So the first album that we're going to cover is Lights, which came out in 2010. So this album is really interesting because it is, I say it would fall into the genre of electro pop. So it's definitely have, definitely has pop elements. 
but it's also got a pretty um, strong like underlying electronic feel. Not as much as her later albums, specifically Halcyon and Halcyon Days, but you start to hear those electric origins, I think. Her, um, and she was interested in that and she shared before she was interested in electronic music. She was interested in house music and that does play into her first album as well as her, you know, singer songwriter origins. She started out just her and acoustic guitar and you do get to hear that, which is really nice. Um, so Isaiah, walk us through this album. What are some of your, your favorite songs, top hits? Oh man. Okay. Well, I obviously like lights, but it's not my favorite from this album. Uh, I'd have to say that Starry Eyed is probably my favorite. And then after that, it would probably be Salt Skin, um, Every Time You Go, and then Under the Sheets. Hmm. So, I do like Guns and Horses. That one kind of like, that one's a seasonal one for me, though. I have to, sometimes that song is like top of the list when it comes to this album. And sometimes I could care less about it. So have you seen the music one. video for that? No, I haven't. It's really interesting. Hmm. I'll have to give it a try. I agree with you i absolutely adore starry eyed it's my favorite ellie goldie song like hands down i absolutely love that song it was one of the first songs that i heard of her other than lights because we all heard lights on the radio all the time but i love starry eyed i love the music video for starry eyed have you seen the music video i think so Oh, I hope you have. I adore that music video. I, when I was in high school, I just wanted to be Ellie Goulding. Like her style in that music video, I like tried to copy that style. I was like wearing like triangle rings. She has these rings on her fingers in that um, (laughs) music video that I was just in love with. I was always trying to find um, those like those particular pieces of clothing that she has just because it's a very much uh, a 2010s vibe, I would say, but I really loved it. Um, that's my favorite version of Ellie Goulding for sure. <laughs> yeah. It only got progressively, I'm not going to say worse, but different after that. Yeah. Well, I think she, she definitely hung on to that with her Halcyon mm-hmm. era. Um, I actually really, really love Human, the song Human off the album. Do you, do you know that song, I'm assuming? I do know that song. I don't think that's in, I think that's in the deluxe version of Lights. Probably. Yeah. It's a really beautiful song and I think it's, um, it's very introspective Mm -hmm. and it's actually like one of the few Ellie Goulding songs where the lyrics make a lot of sense. Yeah. (laughs) I think in these first few albums, the lyrics are very, they're just abstract and confusing. Mm -hmm. Um, but that al- or that song, Human, is um, really powerful. So I really like that one. I also really like Little Dreams. Um, I like the the background to Little Dreams. Mm-hmm. The track behind that, behind all of the vocalization and the different lyrical work that she did, is really really good. That's that I think that harkens back to her her love for electronic music as well. Because I I also love electronic music a lot, and so I think that's another reason why I have so much respect for Ellie. Also, all of her songs are so easy to remix. That's true. And they I think that she keeps that in perfectly. mind. Yeah. So. I, I do wonder, like, I don't know. I've never heard her speak about that. But I do wonder if that's something that she keeps in mind. Because she does have um, an electronic background. I wonder mm-hmm. if when she's making songs, if she's thinking, this will also work really well as a remix. You know, it'd be mm-hmm. interesting to know. So, yeah, I love Little Dreams. I distinctly remember writing out the lyrics to that song in my notebooks at school all the time i was always like doodling triangles because ellie golding and her triangle obsession so i was always doing that and then i would always be writing out the lyrics to my favorite songs by her so i was writing out the lyrics to little dreams um i love uh animal particularly just the bridge section like there's this section in animal which i can't really describe unless you listen to it then you'll know what i'm talking about but there's this point where she like transitions from the bridge back into the chorus she like makes this weird noise that i was just in love with (laughs) so i love that song um and then i would say your biggest mistake is another one that i really like Mm -hmm. i think that's one of the more popular ones off that album that song flows really well Mm -hmm. i feel like it's easy to sing that song when you're in the car or wherever and it's like, it has a sadder tone, but I can't ever pinpoint like what, I don't know what exactly she's talking about. 
I have a hard time, as we all know, mm-hmm. I have a very hard time interpreting lyrics. Well, I have a hard time understanding what they actually are saying. So that makes the interpretation that much more difficult for me. I can listen to a song, especially an Ellie Golding song, and I'll skip back and listen to a part over and over and over again and I can't understand what she's saying and then I look up the lyrics and then it completely changes the meaning of the song for me and I'm like yeah I shouldn't have done that I really should have stuck with what my head thought was the right thing to do Mm, I can definitely relate and I never look up the lyrics ever I just go on singing the same like very strange and nonsensical things (laughs) if you've listened if you listen to our episode from last week on folds you know what I'm talking about I think like the main um, thing for me that I truly love about this first Ellie Goulding album is it's so nostalgic for me. And I think that if I were to find it now, you know, if I had not listened to it back then, it probably wouldn't hit as hard. <laughs> but yeah, no, for sure. I, because I just, it was so wrapped up in like my entire high school experience. And it was really, I think the songs, because they were written when she was younger. And I think a lot of the songs were songs that she'd been working on when she was young you know like Mm -hmm. in her teens and then this was her first album so obviously when she produced it she was in her early 20s still in college and so they really tied to themes that really relate with high school I think and with Mm -hmm. being a, a teenager and with growing up and figuring out like who you are and and so that makes this a really nostalgic album for me I think also for the listener this is kind of like um it's nice to hearken back to the Ellie Goulding that was then because she has, she's grown and she's, you know, become so different, but also stick stuck to all the things that she um, was passionate about and the things that she was writing about at that time. Um, her voice has definitely changed. Um, it's gotten a little more, I wouldn't say deep, but it has more, has more life to it now. I feel like and more mature. Range, yeah. Her range is a lot, a lot different. I like that um, about her music, but yeah. Yeah, it's like looking at a scrapbook, you know, and I think I feel this way about any any artist that has had, you know, a career that's, you know, spanning well on a decade now. You can go back and listen to their earlier songs, and it's just like this little time capsule of when they were younger, and it's very sweet, so I enjoy that. So that brings us to 2012, when Ellie released her album Halcyon. This was her second full-length album. Um, do you know what the word Halcyon means? I do not. Oh, see, this is one of my favorite words, and I discovered it thanks to Ellie. Um, But it basically, it's like a sense of nostalgia or not necessarily nostalgia, but looking back on things that were in the past that were really good and remembering them. Um, So I loved that word. I love, love, love this album. Um, It's definitely got a more electronic feel. There's quite a few songs that are pretty dubstep E, I would say in here um, it's a little bit more mature and I think part of that was just due to um, kind of the scene that this came out into because in the you know 2011 12 13 I would say even 2014 dubstep was huge like it was really I think we're in the like trap era now like everything yeah. is trap music it's but regressed back to what it was in the <laughs> early 2000s <laughs> it was absolutely when i was in high school dubstep was the cool thing so mm-hmm. she really um utilized that to her advantage i would say lots of high-pitched choppy fast notes um especially like figure eight yes if you listen to the just to the music of figure eight not the not the lyrics you'll definitely tell that she was definitely she was trying to hit a very specified target audience and i think she succeeded at that um, and I'm happy she did because I like that kind of music. So I know. I'm so sad that she's not there anymore. Like, I wish she had just stayed in that niche, but mm-hmm. oh well. So, Isaiah, tell us some of your favorites oh, off man. of this album, which I know is going to be really difficult to... Maybe it's even better to just start with the ones that you don't like, if there are any. <laughs> uh, well, that's a very short list, and there's nothing that I don't like. But we're going we're gonna to put, hmm, put a few of these on the lower end of this list. So don't say a word is not one of my favorites. It's a little pitchy. It's, yeah, it's a little much for me. Um, ooh, I don't know. Joy is a little quiet, but it's also yeah. like, but it's also a great song. But as far as like sticking, like staying on brand with the album, I would definitely put that one. Does that on one, is that the one that has the choir in the background? Mm-hmm, I believe so. Yeah. I feel like those songs, 
if you're listening to the entire album all the way through, it's not as like it doesn't stick out as much as like a sore well, thumb. Well, I, I mean, it, it's kind of like oh, wonder why she put that in there. Yeah, but I think it thing. plays into like the story a little bit, mm-hmm. whatever the story is. But yeah, if you're just listening to it on its own, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, she has. I think Ellie kind of has this obsession with choirs and also like breaking the the norm of her albums, which you'll see in Brightest Blue. Um, that's, there's definitely large breaks in that, um, from staying on brand, but we won't go there right now. Um, (laughs) thank you. Oh, I don't know. There's some, there's some really good ones in here. My blood, her vocalization and my blood is so good. I love that song. Um, anything could happen. Figure eight halcyon. That's like the, I didn't discover, I don't know why, but I didn't Mm -hmm. discover halcyon until, 2015 or 2016 really and i had been listening to this album by now for like three years and then i heard it one day and i was like why haven't i listened to this before it's now my favorite song on the album Mm. i think it's so beautiful yeah i like atlantis too oh gosh we need to talk about atlantis talk about atlantis (laughs) oh my goodness (laughs) so i have such a distinct memory of finding this song this was atlantis was the very first song that i heard Mm. off of Halcyon. Okay, walk us through that. What was it? Where were you? What were you so doing? I this I was in high school. I was probably a sophomore. I was like fifteen. I didn't have Spotify. I don't even Spotify was probably around then, but I didn't have it. Um, what I had is I had an Amazon Kindle, and Amazon like the Kindle Music app would allow you to like listen to little previews of songs. Hmm. You know how like iTunes used to let I don't know maybe they still do would like let you listen to a preview of a song mm-hmm. you know like click on the song there's like a little well, play button it does that in Spotify too when you make a playlist and it gives you suggestions you can click on it and yeah. it'll play 10 seconds so okay. like that so I could hear I could hear 10 seconds and I heard 10 seconds of Atlantis and I was so obsessed with it I was like this is the most beautiful thing I've ever heard <laughs> and so for the longest time that was my favorite Ellie Goulding song Hmm. I think that that song is, it's so fascinating. It's just like a very, I don't, I love songs that have a story, you know, Mm -hmm. or that have really interesting lyrics that are outside the norm. And I felt like that song, she really achieved that. And there's such weird sounds in the background that I'm obsessed (laughs) with. Yep. I feel you there for sure. Um, Obviously, Hanging On is a good one, but I don't know. It's not... I like the remixes of Hanging On a lot better I like than the I original. do the original. Really? really? I really like the original. Hmm. I do love that song. That's like, yeah. it's a very, it's, you know, quintessential Ellie and it's like very energetic. It's mm-hmm. a good like pump up song, I think. Yeah. My favorite version of that song is the Draper remix. But yes. I don't know if we need to go into that. That's a whole different, that's a, that's a complete episode for me. We'll honestly. talk about remixes. We'll talk about <laughs> remixes. We'll get there. Um, yeah, I would definitely say, um, all yes to all of those songs. Only you is another one that I really, really love. Um, just because it's a little bit different and it has, Mm. it has like, I don't know if she actually has a choir in there or not, but it sounds like other people are singing with her. I just love that song. Um, how do you feel about the song? I know you care. That one, that is a good one. I don't know. There's. There's a lot that goes into that um, for me. I think I'm, the first time I ever listened to that song, um, I was in Pennsylvania and I would have to drive. Um, so I could either, anyway, this is a long story. Go but, on, please. Okay. So to go grocery shopping when I was out there um, working, uh, where I worked, I could either drive a short distance and go to the Walmart and take care of all that and that was never fun walmart's a zoo um or i could drive 25 minutes away to a target and so i would usually end up just going to a target to do my grocery shopping um and i remember coming back um right i lived right outside of philadelphia and if any of you know what that place is like it's a lot of trees windy roads windy narrow roads looks a lot like germany um and i remember just driving back from the store and that song came on and it was it was kind of like rainy and sad and I don't know. It was, it was a whole experience, but yes, I do like that song a lot. And that's, that kind of stuck with me at that point. Um, that song has been with me ever since. So it's a really beautiful song. Um, have you seen the music video? I haven't. So that song, I don't, 
I guess she probably didn't write it for the movie, but it is in a movie. And so the music video is like actually the scene in the movie where it's played. Mm. And now I'm like spacing on the name of the movie. It's just very sad. And so mm. I, I agree with you. It's a very emotional song. Um, I do love that song. Now, if we're looking at the Halcyon Deluxe version, I also really love In My City and Ritual a lot. I have such a good memory of listening to In My City because I, when I was living, when I was going to university and I had been living in Tucson for well on like three years and I just remember listening to that, the song In My City while I was, um, I would go for a run in the morning as the sun was coming up and I would run up like into the foothills. So like up this, like, so you had a a good view of the entire city kind of waking up in the morning. And I just remember listening to that song and just feeling like so connected, like this is my city <laughs> and just like watching Tucson wake up and then like getting to run back down the, the mountain. And it was a really special experience for me. I actually didn't discover um, Halcyon Deluxe version until um, earlier this year. Actually, I know I, and I didn't listen to Ritual or In My City and come to love those until that time either. I was working um, at a large ranch down in Florida, and I remember I was mowing um, in this big tractor, and I had hooked my phone up to the speaker. Anyway, um, and the, those songs came on, and I was like, why have I never heard this album? I didn't even know there were so many songs attached onto the end of it. It was a really kind of cool and like also like, wow, I'm an idiot kind of experience. But yeah, ever since then, I don't know, those songs... So those songs remind me of Florida, which is fun. Yeah. I would say if you're going to listen to Halcyon, just like skip the regular album and listen to the deluxe version because it has everything in the original. It's so good. Yeah. It's got all your originals plus like some little extra add-ons. You get the um, Calvin Harris song mm -hmm. that she did, the um, I Need Your Love, which was a which good was song. Seriously popular. Okay. But I want to hear your opinion. I Need Your Love versus Outside. Which one do you like better? Oh, I love Outside much better than I Need Your Love. Yeah. Only because I connect experiences um, on my culinary team. Because that, that song was big when I was um, like a junior, senior in high school. Okay. And Outside was the one that like was always on the radio. And so when whenever they played popular music at these um, different competitions and at the conferences that we went to for... Um, the club that I was in, that was the one that would come on. And so I kind of connect that outside was outside. was, yeah. and So I connect that back to that, but I feel like if it was in a different scenario, I might choose. I need your love, but I don't know. Outside's really good. I feel like they're very similar. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Calvin Harris has a very distinct style. Like yes, you don't even need to list him. I mean, he obviously needs credit, but <laughs> you wouldn't need to know that he was on the song to know that he was the one doing the, yeah. the background to it. So I agree. How how did you feel about their relationship? I didn't ship it. No. I know it's not popular, but I didn't ship it. Who who did you ship the most out of Ellie's partners? This is also unpopular with most of her fans, probably. I don't know, but Casper, the one she's the guy she's married to at this Casper. point. Casper, yeah. yeah, he's a sweetie. He's just he's an art dealer. Yeah, That's so cool. It's just so posh i don't know <laughs> i mean uh 13 14 13 and 14 year old me was absolutely shipping her and skrillex all the way <laughs> i still just man just think of all the good tunes we would have got we could have gotten True. an entire album that sounded like summit i absolutely adore that song yeah that song is pretty good like that stuff that she did man she does have at at that point in her career, her voice was very much attuned to that kind of dubstepy vocalist sort of. It was so good. Oh yeah. man, <laughs> oh, if only. So then, um, in twenty thirteen, we she releases Halcyon Days, which I'm not sure how to describe this. Like, what was this like a re-release? What what did she, what was she thinking here? I I don't really know because there's a lot of. It's like almost all the same songs, except for there's a few new ones. Quite a few new ones. And they're very different. Yeah. Very different. Okay. Unpopular, but this is just how I feel. I don't understand why Burn was so popular. 
Yeah, so... I've... Like, it's a great song, but, like, compare that to, like, Goodness Gracious. Why or wasn't you, that one... my everything. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Oh, I love that song. Well, I think that... So, this, um, this album really corresponded with two of her really popular hits. So, she had Burn, and then she also had How Long Will I Love You. And I just remember mm. those songs being on the radio, like, all the time. Well, and I think How Long Will I Love You came out with the, was it the Fifty Shades of Grey movie? No, that's Love Me Like You Do. Uh, I can't keep them straight. So tell me about some of your favorites from Halcyon Days. Oh, well, we already went into these a little bit, but Goodness Gracious is my favorite. That's a bop for sure. That one just, I don't know, it just hits different. It's really good. Um, and then Tessellate, actually. Oh, I really yes. like Tessellate. Okay, but do you know who originally sang Tessellate? No, I don't. Oh my goodness. I'm sorry. I So this is a cover of an Alt-J song called Tessellate, and it mm. is fantastic. I agree. Her mm. cover is really, I like it more than Alt-J, I would say. Sorry, Alt-J, whoever you are. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're going to have to have you listen to some Alt-J after this. <laughs> but yeah, um, I mean... That those are those are my favorites out of the additions that she put onto that. The rest of them are just part of the album and are under great. control. I mean, I don't stay know. Stay awake. I don't know. You my everything. You my everything is good, but it's not like my favorite. Oh, it's my favorite. I really love that song. Yeah, I would say You My Everything, Under Control, Goodness Gracious. Then it's like a tie between Stay Awake and Tessellate. But I like them all. Hmm. Those are all good. And that brings us to the end of all the albums that I like. So <laughs> I could just end this podcast now. Um, but I'm interested to hear your thoughts on her latest album. Brightest Blue. Brightest Blue. She has said <sighs> in many interviews that this is her, you know, most authentic work, which... I don't agree with. I mean... I'll be first to say that. I think that... I think that, that her newest album, yes, it, I, I'm sure she feels deeply about it, but I don't know. From the listening standpoint, I just, I feel like it doesn't, it doesn't do, um, it doesn't do enough to be better than the ones that she's done before. Yeah. I feel like Ellie, like if this is your authentic self, I liked the inauthentic self <laughs> better. <laughs> Although with that being said, there are some really good songs that have come from this new album. Like Overture. Yes, that one's That's beautiful. The only <laughs> song that I like. It is also the only song that doesn't have her in it. Cyan? Nope. Ode to Myself? Nope. Oh. I Hannah. truly do not. I Flux. I like Flux. Okay. Okay. I give some flux about flux, but other than that, <laughs> you don't, I don't care about it. You don't else. like slow grenade? Oh my gosh. Okay. That so I song think, I think is we've struck a... horrible. That what? is the worst song ever. I was listening to that song <gasps> yesterday while I was trying to wash the dishes. Anna. I had to stop washing dishes, dry my hands so that I could push skip because I was like, I cannot listen to this any longer. I hate that song. It just like cringes on my ears. You don't like Brightest Blue? No. Why? Isaiah, okay, I no. truly do not like any of the songs on that album. You have to explain why you don't like Brightest Blue. I can't even, they don't even, none of it stands out to me. I don't even know which one that is. Sorry. Listen to it again. Give no, it a shot. No, I won't like it. I guarantee you. She, her voice is so powerful in that song. But it's just not the same. Yes. I'm sorry. I mean, it has evolved. Like her, her style has evolved. Or fit. devolved, depending on who you talk to. Okay. Ellie, I'm here to stand you. Um, I love Ellie. <laughs> okay. I think that it is a sign of my true love for her that I am still able to sit here and have this podcast and recognize that, you know, when you love somebody and they do things that you just do not like, you still love them. I still love you, but man, just, I don't like it. This new stuff, it's okay, not you. So what are your thoughts on Lights 10? Okay. Yes. I like that album. But that's just a bunch of remixes of her old stuff. That well, doesn't it's count. It's a bunch of old stuff, but it's the remixes. I like how it's all strung together. Yes, and I, I remember do love the first that. time that I listened to this album right after it came out. I was in Florida and I was driving to Tallahassee and 
I listen to a lot of music in the car. That's actually where I listen to like 90% yeah, well, of the music most I listen people to. Do. Anyway, this drive is really beautiful if you've ever done it. It's through a bunch of pine trees on your way to Tallahassee. There's a little bit of hill as you go through a few really janky places, but that's Wait, okay. Can you say Tallahassee in your, your Florida man accent? It's Tallahassee. Tallahassee? I ain't like that. Yeah, see, there we go. Now I got him. (laughs) Anyway, I just remember listening to this and like going through like the first, I don't even know, 17 songs of the album and being like, okay, like it's all Ellie Goulding. So I just like kept switching through and I have my crossfade on Spotify set to 12 seconds. This is key for this album, by the way. If you listen to the last one, two, three, four, five, six songs of this album, your crossfade has to be on or you will not appreciate it at all. In fact, it'll be really annoying. Yeah, it'll kill you. But my crossfade happened to be on and I listened to the last six songs and they all strung together. And the way that she's made that is if you turn your crossfade on, the last six are just one song. It's one continuous song. Mm-hmm. Wait, and but it's do you... all remixed. And so it's really good. But do you listen to everything with a crossfade of 12 seconds? Mm-hmm. Like all the time? Yeah. That's just why I hate breaks in songs. Okay. But like 12 seconds, that sometimes that cuts off the best part of the song. Well, it's six seconds on one song and six seconds on the other. Yeah, but sometimes like a song, you know, like, I don't know. I feel like eight is the sweet spot. Eight seconds. Hmm. I don't know. I haven't really noticed 12 seconds a like cuts off some good parts sometimes. I feel like it's a little clunky. I guess, I guess if you're if you're listening to songs that are like under three and a half minutes, then yeah. I feel like it, it depends. If you're listening to electronic music, like 12 seconds can be okay. But if you're listening to punk rock, 12 seconds is going to sound really bad. Yeah, because they usually go up to the very end of the song, and then the beginning of the song starts out really strong. So if you cut off those two parts, it's like very I'm disjointed. Not gonna say, I'm not going to say that it doesn't sound terrible sometimes, but I just hate when like a song ends and then you're just like waiting. Waiting. For the other, and, oh, it's the worst. I can't do it. My brain moves very fast, and so it's better to take two things and split them up and listen to them individually, and then when that one's done, just go on with the next one than it is to sit there with like this blank like in between songs i don't know it's just my thing you know what annoys me about the crossfade though is when you skip a song it doesn't fade it nope which is annoying it's just like although i will say there are some magic spotify playlists that have already got crossfade like built into them Ooh, like some lo-fi playlists i've noticed and some actually if you listen to the spotify running playlists Hmm. they also have crossfade built in and if you hit skip automatically crossfades it for you wow that's Which, really cool another thing this brings me to have you listened to the ella golding spotify running mix uh, working out together with ellie golding no okay this i do not think you have heard before i don't think i have this has a remix of um starry-eyed that is my favorite which one is it it's just called the spotify running mix spotify running remix or like of Starry-eyed. Hmm. So there's a playlist on Spotify. It's called Starry-eyed Spotify Running Remix. The like picture says Escape by Ellie Goulding, but I don't know what that means. But it's like, I don't, I honestly, I don't know how I found it. It's not Hmm. like listed under her own stuff. It's made by somebody else, but it's her songs. And then like it has a random Hunter Hayes song at the very end, <laughs> but it's all Ellie Golding songs, remixes hmm. that you can't find anywhere else. Hmm. So I'll check it out. Try. Yeah, for sure. Her version of Starry Eyed on there, I could just listen to on a loop for hours. Hmm. Not kidding. Dang. <laughs> it's really good. So definitely check that out. Speaking of remixes, I want to hear, this is, I know this is a tough question. Oh no, it's not. Okay. No. Your favorite remix of an ellie golding song of all time oh uh salt skin alex metric remix really i have like broken the sound of that song down so much i it, it would be my ultimate dream and fulfillment in life to be able to get like a small like band together and like break that down and like reconstruct it you could do it you could I'm sure do it with you that could song. do it, yeah. No, you could do it with that song with like a piano and a synthesizer, a drum set, and a guitar. And you could make it happen. And I want a rock group to do a cover of that so bad. You have no idea. I feel like if you do a rock group. Just of Salt Skin or of that particular remix? That remix and hmm. of Salt Skin. Because it's, 
the way that it's remixed, it's, I don't know, it's difficult to explain. If you haven't listened to it, please go listen to it, and everything I'm saying right now will hopefully make sense, but I really want there to be a rock cover of that song. I think it would be so good. Anyway, okay. That's mine. I mean, I'm not going to argue with you. It's definitely not my favorite, but I think it, yeah, it's good. Okay. What's yours? Um, so this is a song you can only find on YouTube, but it is worth your time. Um, it is called Bittersweet. It is a song that she made for Twilight, one of the Twilight movies. I can't figure out why it's not listed under her Spotify. I'm not she sure. She didn't want to claim that, Hannah. It's Twilight. I'm not <laughs> sure if, I actually don't know if it actually got like put into the movie. Like maybe she just oh. made it and then it never made it into the movie i wouldn't know never seen them i yeah i've never watched any twilight movies so i have no idea if somebody has let us know um maybe i would watch that part where the song is in but her song bittersweet the spectrum remix which is mm. released under the suicide sheep label which anybody who likes dubstep is very familiar with that label <laughs> um but that is killer that is like my second favorite ellie golding song actually dang i could listen to that over and over again and sometimes i have like, I remember when I was younger and I used to run on the treadmill, which as we've discussed in previous episodes, I do not go to the gym anymore. So don't have that problem. But I used to just push like that on a repeat on YouTube and would just listen to it over and over and over again. Dang. It's very good. It's I mean, a very good running song. I feel you there. If there's a good song, you and I have both talked about this on many occasions. We have to limit ourselves on how many times we can listen to a song within a week especially if we've just discovered it like if i find a song that is like so good i will listen to that song again and again and again and then two weeks later i will not want to hear it if anything's worth listening to it's worth over listening to oh for sure um okay so how about your favorite ellie golding collab Ooh, oh this is so difficult because she has been doing a lot of collaborations with rappers lately, which I don't stand behind. Other I've, than mm -hmm. her collaboration with Black Bear, but it's not for, um, yeah. I don't know. It's okay. Which one is that? Worry About Me. But you don't like that song. Okay, but so I like the there. MK remix of that song. Yes, that's a good one to run Until what, what's Black, Black Bear. Bear gets on there, then I turn it off because I don't like his part. But I like the beginning of the MK remix of Worry About Me. It's a bop. I like MK a lot, by the way. I, the only, okay, this is going to be heavily contested. I can already tell, but, um, the Sin Cole remix of, oh my gosh, what's it called? <laughs> See, I can't even Slow remember. Grenade. Yes. But that's not, that's not, that's not a collaboration. Oh, I guess it kind of is. It's, it's her collaboration with Lauv. Is, yeah. Oh. And I, I thought it was I like the original. No, no, no. That's Start. Oh, okay. So she did She did Slow Grenade with Loud. And I like that song, which we've already talked uh, about. <laughs> but I thought I liked that song until I listened to the Sin Cole remix. And then I discovered that I only like the Sin Cole remix now. Okay, so, so your good. final word is that your favorite collaboration is her collaboration with Loud. No. You're going back on your word now. I don't know. It's contested. It's hard to have a favorite because she has songs like Outside, which is like, you can't get better than that. She also did a song with Andrea Bocelli, I would like to point out. Okay, yeah, that one's fine. Time and or um, Times Like These, the one that she did at the BBC. Um, you ever heard that one? Yeah. Oh my goodness, that one's know. so good. Maybe I have, maybe I haven't. But who did she collaborate, collaborate with? It that? was like five different artists. Oh. But her part in that song is really good. And it's talking about like, coming together as like a, a world family and you know okay but we need vibes. we need a definitive a definitive collaboration answer. i can't give you one i'm sorry what there's so many i can't give you a favorite well then we're just gonna have to put you down as love nope keep me on outside if we're gonna do that you're gonna go with outside then go with outside. okay calvin harris fine mine is wonder man with Tiny Tempa. Okay. Because. I don't understand the hype behind that song Oh my you. gosh. It's not that like It's British grime. I love British grime. Okay. I guess if you're into that. I am so into I that. I don't know. It's... I just like to point out that my top, I'm the top 0.1% of Frankie Stu and Harvey Gunn this year. <laughs> so go British grime. I'm 100% behind y'all. 
Um, okay, how about your favorite song that she's done for a movie? Because she has done quite oh, a few. Wow. Um, Still Falling For You is definitely up there. That's just a sweet song. I, d- I like that song. I don't. Really? But that's fine. I'll, okay. I'm not going to argue with you. It is, I, it's a good song. The live version of that song is better than the normal version. Uh, but Mirror is really good too. The one that she did yes, for... Yes, you've just stolen mine. The Hunger Games. Yeah, I think, I think I'll stick with those two. I can't oh, think of any other... Really? You can't think of any other? Not that are like... Of... Beating Heart? Oh, that one is technically for a movie. I don't connect that one with a movie, though. It is for the Divergent series. I don't connect that with a movie, though. I just connect that as a single, and I think it needs to deserve a little more love. I love that song. It is a great so song. Much. It is a really great song. But my favorite song that she's ever done for a movie will always, always, always be Mirror. In fact, a good one. I think... Yeah, you should go listen to that song right now. That one has a lot of electronic in it, too. It's very electronic. It has so many different parts, and it's so powerful. She did that one for The Hunger Games, and it just, oh. Tells a story. It's so good. (laughs) Go listen to that. Well, that brings us, I'd say we're going on an hour here of talking about (laughs) Ellie Goulding. Do you have any final thoughts? Oh, I think we've said it. I think we've said it. I don't know what else there is to say other than... I'm obsessed with Ellie Golding, but I think we knew that going in. So, do you want to leave our listeners with a daily shuffle? What song by Ellie Golding should they go? Well, I guess it doesn't even have to technically be Ellie Golding. You could leave us with any song. With any song for the listeners. Yeah, daily shuffle for today. Oh, go check out Atlantis. I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of people oh, haven't listened yes, to that man. song. Go, go check listen it out. to Atlantis by Ellie go Golding. Give it, go give it a, a stream. Is that what it's called? I don't know. I'm gonna go listen to that. I haven't heard that one it's in a, good a while. One. It's a good one. But yeah. That's it for me. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Thanks for being here. Stay groovy, friends, and we'll see you on the flip side.